Last we have Bo Nix, who J-Mac has been talking a lot off camera about this guy, like telling me, urging me to go go watch this dude. I finally watched him. And boy, uh, out of Oregon, by the way, I do have to say, I do think a lot of people are kind of sleeping on this guy. I do see see why mock drafts are kind of mocking him like mid first round. And well, a lot of people, I'm not gonna lie, a lot of Broncos Twitter is uh, kind of like ridden him out from the Broncos quarterback conversation. But this honestly might be like, up there with the Broncos' realistic starting quarterbacks in 2024. Welcome back to another episode of the Broncos Avenue Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Amir Farrow, with my co-host, J-Mac. Back at you guys with another episode. I've been waiting a minute to do this episode. Super excited. All the work that me and J-Mac have uh, done on the 2024 NFL Draft regarding the starting quarterbacks, uh, the top six at least. Um, We'll have a whole nother episode going over all the uh, the late-round prospects, mid-round prospects, but all the guys that are projected to go in the first and second round. But first, great to have you back on the show, J-Mac. How are you doing before we go and jump into this exciting episode? Doing good, man. Just getting same thing. I'm just getting, you know, the hang of this new semester, still working out my schedule for days, um, working, still putting out content. You know, I'm I'm doing good, man. I can't complain. I'm blessed. I'm blessed, man. Exactly, man. Always blessed, man, uh, to see another day. Um, and blessed to uh, get you guys another episode as we're going to go over uh, these top six quarterbacks in the draft. Starting off, let's go and go straight into it. Um, this is in no specific order by the prospect that it will list. We'll go ahead and give you guys like where we have them in our ranking. So um, starting off with our first quarterback, Drake May, UNC, baby. Strengths. I got, um, I think his pocket movement, man, this dude, it, his pocket movement is beautiful. His deep ball placement, beautiful. He sets his pressure really well. Underrated athleticism. I think he's a real, like if I had to give a comp, I think, and I, I know it's kind of lame because a lot of people have given this, him, him this comp, but I look at him as like a very athletic uh, Justin Herbert. Um, he has the ability to take over any game with his legs, um, the ability to stay, extend plays if they break down. Like everybody talks about Caleb Williams being Pat Mahomes 2.0. Drake may can extend plays. Not as well, but he can extend a lot of plays with his legs, uh, evading pass rush. Um, he can make all the throws in the field. That was the biggest thing with me. I watched a lot. Probably Drake May, I watched the most film on. He, man. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Every game I was watching, it's like he can make literally any throw. Uh, and it was like it was almost like teach tape for any quarterback that wants to give impressive uh, tape to uh, to NFL scouts. Um, I have him as uh, my QB one. I have his, him as my QB one uh, weaknesses. I'll say his processing can be slow at times. I do have to say um, he responds to pressure a little bit poorly at times. Not like consistently bad, but it is a little bit of a concern I have going into the league. But like I said, Drake May is my QB one. Um, I hate the Mitch Trubisky uh, comps. I think they're absolutely boneheaded. Um, I I just we, we went through this with uh, CJ Stroud at Ohio State. We're like, oh, if you're coming out of Ohio State, you're automatically going to be terrible. Like we saw past quarterbacks. Like that's not that's not how it works. 
Um, I never liked that. A lot, a lot of that has been about Alabama as well. And now it seems to be like that at UNC um, after Sam Howell uh, and Mitch Trubisky came out. But um, I like Drake, Drake May a lot. Like I said, he's my QB one. Yeah, man. And I'll be honest, like watching his tape, I was really surprised of how good he was. I didn't think he was like, I thought I was going to watch. I thought I was going to be the typical, but I mean, you took my comparison from me and I, I hate you for it. Uh, Justin Herbert was my comparison. I think he is a more athletic. I like some of the throws he made when the, when the play kind of broke down. That's what I wanted to see from him. And I mean, he, he did that a lot, but his stand in the pocket accuracy is really good. I know that they're, they're going to say his footwork is bad, but they said the same shit about Mahomes. So, and look how he turned out. They said he had poor footwork, but I mean, his footwork isn't great, but I think the accuracy is there. You see it all over the field, the D ball accuracy. The one thing I will say though, on some of his tape is that a lot of the catches, like a lot of the throws he made, they were really like tough catches to make. A lot of one-on-one -on -one catches, but the accuracy was there for most of the season. Um, I'm not mad that you got him as your quarterback one. I, I think Caleb's really talented, and I I, I think they both are. But I, I would still put Caleb a little bit ahead of him. But I wouldn't be surprised if he goes to the right fit that he could be crazy in the league. If he goes to a team like I think Washington and they pair him up with a uh, Eric uh, Bieniemy and he can get him rolling. I think that the sky's the limit for Drake, man. I mean, his accuracy is it's it's pretty ridiculous. Nah, but imagine Ben Johnson and uh Drake May. Holy yeah. cow, that would be yeah. that I'm not gonna lie. I wrote uh for NFL spin zone a few days ago. Um, I mentioned that call me crazy. We could look back at this clip in a few years. I think Ben Johnson and Drake May could take the commanders from like worst to first within three years, like something yeah, you see I with the Lions. I don't know how good of a coach, a good of a head coach Ben Johnson will be, but just knowing how he calls plays for the Lions and stuff. I mean, Drake May is a true pocket passer, kind of like Jared Goff, but can scramble a little more. So imagine Jared Goff like right now. I mean, if you watch the Lions, you see how accurate Jared Goff is, especially in over the middle in the middle of the field. D ball is kind of questionable, but in the middle of the field, his accuracy is pretty much up there. So with Drake May, he can really open up the playbook more. I mean, he can call a lot of more deep shots down the field. Um, and then if the play breaks down, it's not like Jerry, you know, Jerry Goff is going to take a sack, but Drake may can maybe escape and give you something. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know where Ben Johnson's going to land. He might end up coming back again for another year, but if he does go to Washington, I wouldn't be surprised if they do take Drake may. They got the number two overall pick and if they able to team them up, I mean, they already got damn good receivers over there. I mean, they, you could see that team make a jump already, like offensively, especially from, um, like just just from this past season to the first year. Yeah. Next we got Caleb Williams. I'm loving this episode too much just because I, I love the quarterback so much. But we got Caleb Williams, USC strengths. His art. And by the way, uh, a lot of the OG listeners know me and J Mac have been preaching for Caleb Williams to Denver since like before the pie week, but looking like it's uh, out of uh, out of reach at this point. But we still did a lot of work on him. Why not talk about him? Um, you know, there's still, it's not completely impossible that the Broncos can't get him. So, um, strengths, his arm talent is the best in this draft. His arm talent is literally the best I've seen since a long time. And his mobility, his athleticism, his pocket navigation is the best I've seen in a long, probably the best quarterback I've seen probably this decade. Like his, I'm genuinely like saying that his pocket navigation is insane. We had, um, 
we had a rod on the show uh, anthony rodriguez from koa colorado a few episodes ago and he was telling me off air when he went to the ufc colorado game uh, when he saw him in person like he knew like from outside like watching on tv that he, he was insane in the pocket but when you go and watch this dude in person and you see him in the pocket like it just looks like poetry in motion like the game almost slows down for him like it's ridiculous what he's able to do and control at the line of scrimmage um those three things are like the biggest and those are like the three biggest things for a quarterback and he's got all of them and he's honestly probably the best of all three of those in the draft so that's why like honestly he's a 1b for me not even like a two like i would have to give him a 1b but um yeah, I do have him still behind Drake May. Weaknesses, I do think there was a – I'm not going to lie. I, when I went and jumped into the tape, there was a lot of weaknesses that I discovered that I didn't think I was going to discover. Um, I think his decision-making can be very late at times. I think he holds on to the ball a little bit too long. So things that I think he could definitely clean up when he gets to the league. Um, and I think uh, I think he plays a little bit too much hero ball. I'm not going to lie. Um, there's a the, I believe it's a Notre Dame tape where he was just like randomly chunking passes in a double coverage when the the um the Trojans were behind um Notre Dame and they really needed to play out of him and he was just trying to play a little bit too much hero ball rather than taking what the defense gave him throwing behind the sticks or at least just throwing out of bounds um to say the least but uh those are things that I think he needs to I think he's like a very like a very talented like Josh Allen in the sense that he tries to play a little bit, a little bit too much hero ball. And I do have concerns that that's going to carry over to the NFL, um, depending on who his offensive coordinator head coach will be, which is looking like it's going to be, um, oh yeah, which is looking like it's going to be the OC uh, in Chicago over there. Remind me who they just hired that I had it. I know their quarterbacks coach is Kerry Hyder, but they just hired uh, their new offensive coordinator over there in Chicago, which is looking uh, pretty Thank likely. Water. Yeah, Shane Waldron over from Seattle. So um, Shane Waldron kind of has already dealt with this kind of prototype at the quarterback position um, in Seattle, but um, that's looking like it's going to be his pairing. So I do have concerns just for what his first year is going to look like. But at the end of the day, with what I mentioned with his pocket navigation, what he's able to do extending the play is the best I've seen in a long time. So I still think he's going to be like day one, like making an immediate impact. Watching his tape, Reminded me, he was like, bro, this dude is the Paul George of football. Super smooth. It's just poetry, bro. Like, I mean, you can just, I can watch his highlights forever. I mean, the like you said, the extending plays, making incredible throws on the run, the sidearm throws. It was like he's just flicking his wrist, flinging the ball. I mean, I will say he's going to Chicago. I don't think Chicago's going to pass up on him. I think everybody pretty much knows that now. They, if they do, then that's on them. But, um, look. Everything in the every I will say everything is about fit. I think he's a really good quarterback, but I don't know if Chicago's gonna be the right spot for him. But I mean, I, I agree with all your pros and cons. I think that um, you know, there is some I I think the turnovers can be an issue. I think it just really depends on where he goes because if he goes with that type of mindset going into the league, it's gonna be like Josh Allen in his first year where the team's bad and you think you gotta just you gotta make plays in order for you to win games. And you know, Josh Allen still has that kind of problem, you know, just you know, like if you just take what the, what the defense gives you, it, it opens up a lot of things. But I think, you know, in terms of like from a fundamental aspect, I think he's got all the tools and I think he he's had them for some time now. I mean, you look at the, the, the technique, the footwork, the pocket awareness, the ability to see. I mean, he's not a short guy. He can see over the line. He knows exactly where to go when when the pocket breaks down. He I mean, 
he didn't really force a lot of things there. He did. He did in the big games, but like in a lot of the games, he just, he kind of just picked defenses apart. I mean, he can make almost any throw on the field. I mean, it's not really too many cons that you that you can give. That's like a major, like, I'm not going to lie, man. He really struggled with this. It wasn't like a lot of that that I saw. I think I think once he gets to the league, man, I think if he goes to some, like, the Bears, I don't know how good of a spot that's going to be. I don't know what they're going to do with him. But if they can kind of just smooth it out and tell him, hey, look, man, don't go out there, play hero ball, calm down a little bit, take what the defense gives you, I think, hey, man, the sky's the limit for Caleb Williams. Just sky's the limit. And DJ Moore, Darnell Mooney, they're probably going to get another guy, Cole Komet. I mean, they're going to love him over there. Yeah, once he gets past the line of scrimmage as well, like he almost looks like a running back at times, the way he makes defenders miss. It's it's special what he can do with the ball in his hands, truly. Um, I think, uh, like I, like you said, I think there's no way in hell they're going to pass on uh, Caleb Williams and retain Justin Fields. So looks like it's uh, pretty much – and I would be very surprised if they traded down um, to say the least. But yeah. next we got Jaden Daniels, LSU. Personally, like I love Drake May and Caleb Williams, but this is probably my favorite quarterback in the draft. Man. I'm not going to lie. Uh, strengths, he's the best runner in the draft and the best running, runner, running quarterback since Lamar Jackson came out, out of Louisville. Um, incredible athlete, probably the best athlete in this draft. Um, his pre-snap processing is the best in the draft, in my opinion. Like his, his like smart, his like football smarts are like off the charts, in my opinion. I feel like Lamar. it's Lamar. Um, he <laughs> keeps his eyes downfield under pressure, which is so important in the NFL. He does it well, very, very well. Um, I think it's honestly like better than like a Caleb Williams. Um, his weaknesses, I, I do think he lacks anticipation. I think his uh, progression is a little bit absent at times, but these are things if like, hey, I'm just saying if it paired with uh, Sean Payton, these things would be fixed for uh, week one, but just putting that out there. But man, there, I'm not going to lie. I couldn't find a lot of uh, weaknesses with uh, Jane Daniels, but his anticipation his uh, progressions do think it could use a little bit more work, but his athleticism is going to definitely like, I don't see the Patriots passing on him, man. I'm not going to lie. I really hope he doesn't go to the Patriots. I feel like that's just a bad spot for him, but I'm going to just say this, th this dude was my favorite quarterback. I made a video saying, I thought that he was the best quarterback in his draft. And I mean, like, it's hard for me to say he's not, but I mean, I, I, I still put Caleb in him ahead of him, but me personally, I think me like just speaking on opinion, I will most I will kind of put him at one. This dude, 50 touchdowns, four interceptions, shattered Burrow's records at LSU. Yeah, he didn't win the natty, but the team wasn't that good. I mean, the dude, he is like Lamar Jackson, but coming into the league with a better arm. Like, I think people need to realize how scary that is. He goes to the right team. And I, I was really hoping that if it wasn't us, that a team like Minnesota can get him. Because if he goes to a team like the Minnesota Vikings, it's it's dangerous times over there. But, I mean, this dude, elite speed. I mean, dude, he's running like – I can't wait to see what his 40 time is going to be in the combine. I mean, the dude is he, – he was out running defenses. They were like call plays for him to run, and he's just gone in a split second. He made some Caleb Williams-type throws. It was a one throw he made where he, he rolled out. I can't remember who it was against. I think it was – can't remember against who what team it was. He rolled out the pocket and just threw like on the sideline one step from going out of bounds, flicked it like 30 yards downfield, like on the sideline on a tightrope, which is ridiculous. You got the run against Florida. I mean, I can keep going on about 
how good he was this year. But I, I think he can be the best quarterback in his draft. I said it multiple times. I stand by it. I think if he goes, I mean, we have to see what New England is going to do for him. But you're going to have to give him a little bit. Of, you're going to have to give him some weapons. But this dude is pro comp should be Lamar Jackson everywhere. And I mean, people, I mean, it's just his arm is better coming out of college. That is it. Like his accuracy to me is better. His awareness is better. The uh, median, the accuracy in the middle of the field, deep ball accuracy. I mean, it's all there. Like, I mean, th this dude has all around intangibles, elite speed. I, I don't see how you can just pass pass him up, honestly. I mean, Drake, man, Caleb are really good, but he can do what they can do in the pocket. And then he's just a different monster when he gets outside of it. The dude's a beast, man. Yeah, there's like another play I saw. I think it was the Alabama game where he just rolls out, goes to his left, and absolutely shatters a dude's yes. ankles. No, no contact, no contact. Like five year, five yards of distance. Just bro lost his bro saw his life flash before his own eyes. Like yeah. he, he's special, man. He's like you said, he screams Lamar Jackson on tape. Um, it, those top three quarterbacks, man. These are this is as good as it gets, to be honest. Like I think all these guys are gonna be immediate day one, like up there, like nearly like top. 12 ish like rankings like they're going to be all i think they're all going to be really really good quarterbacks it just it really sucks the broncos aren't going to be in reach for him and then another thing i want to talk about is um a lot of people i see always uh telling me like oh this dude always takes unnecessary hits or oh this dude looks like a tweener but like at, at the end of the day lamar looked like a tweener and he's a top five quarterback Bro. so i mean he's and jay daniels knows he's gonna put on weight like we all know this he's, he's gonna put on weight so like I, yeah. I just don't understand, and he's, he's been able to stay healthy. So, Yeah, and I will say, even when he stands in the pocket, his form looks just like Lamar. Like, I mean, it, it's like almost – like, you could tell he watches, like, probably nothing but Lamar tape. Like, it's so it's so scary. But I will say, I was hoping kind of Bill Belichick stayed in New England so he could pass on him. I was really hoping that he that, that they didn't fire him because I know Bill – Bill, Bill, Bill would have passed on Jane Daniels, but I, I think they're going to take him now. But – um. Yeah, man. I mean, the, the guy, it just, everything screams like he's going to be, he's going to be a top guy in this draft. But I, 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 I like all quarterbacks. I'm not going to, I think, all, I think this is going to be a draft where people go back and be like, bro, look at this quarterback draft from 2024, man. Like, oh my God. Like, I feel like a lot of these guys are really legit. Yeah, next I want to talk about Michael Penix Jr., who uh, just um, appeared in the national championship against uh, Michigan. Um, out of Washington, his strengths, I had—I do think he has a really strong arm. Um, that's obviously one of his uh, his strengths, in my opinion. Uh, solid pocket presence, it's obviously one of his uh, impressive traits. Nice deep ball placement. Weaknesses, I'm not going to lie, this guy, I... <laughs> I saw the highlights and I was like, oh, this dude is actually pretty solid. Yeah, I, then I went watched the tape and I saw so many more weaknesses yeah, than strengths. Um, weaknesses, inconsistent accuracy. I thought this guy had like the best accuracy of the all like the quarterbacks in the draft as one of the worst, to be honest. Um, out of like the top six. Um, yeah. his footwork is very wonky, he makes unnecessary steps in the pocket. Um, my comp for him, this might throw a little bit, this might give a little bit of a surprise, but my comp is Philip Rivers, um, just because of his like his mechanics and the way he operates out of the pocket. Um, I think the footwork as well screams a little bit of Philip Rivers. Um, he's a little bit shaky under pressure, not even a little bit. He is pretty shaky under pressure. I don't think he responds that well to pressure. Um, he lacks mobility, doesn't extend plays. Um, the very, very long injury history. I'm predicting this dude goes like mid second round, to be honest, maybe even late second round. 
Yeah, I agree. And uh, I, I did a video on him too about you know that I I mean I he he looked like a gunslinger to me until I broke down the most like all the tape and I was like yeah and watching some of the games too the accuracy is very inconsistent um and it's just it, it's not as clean as I thought it was I will say out of the six I'll probably have him like fifth in accuracy like out of the six guys we're gonna go over I'll say he's like fifth um but I mean a, a lot of that can be fixed. I do like your pro comp. I haven't really given him a pro comp yet. I, I don't know what he could be. I don't know if he's going to go to the league and just be a backup or what it is going to be. But I think the guy can start. I think um, you got to kind of build the offense like a little like Washington. Like, you know, they didn't really want to run the ball too much. I think you're going to have to – he's going to have to get a lot of receivers around him. You're going to have to run, run a lot of like kind of just, just move the sticks type of offense. Like, you know, a lot of dink and dunks. I just don't know if the guy's going to be like an absolute gunslinger coming out, you know, making an insane plays with his arm, but I do like him. I don't like I, I do like him. I think I think I think a team will take him. I think a team will take him like between like the second round, maybe early third, like I I'll say like maybe mid to mid to third round. I I I think somebody will pick up Penix and depending on who it is, man, that it could be a steal. Like if Minnesota decides to take a quarterback, not in the first round. They wait in the second round and get Penix. I think that's that's a good spot for him. Yeah, it was like his it was like his tape against Utah or Oregon. I think it was Oregon. Um, that was that really turned me off, man. Like I I, I don't know. I just I'm not very uh I'm not very convinced that this guy is gonna be great in the NFL personally. Um, let us know what you guys think in the comments if you're a Michael Penix truther. But I'm gonna be honest. I would break down crying if the Broncos drafted him. I mean, like I I, I I'll say this. Do I think? Like he wasn't elite as everybody thought, you know, thinks he is. He isn't that. I mean, I I, I thought he was damn good, but I mean, the take kind of speaks for itself. It's very like it's a lot of inconsistencies. The fundamentals he doesn't have down. It's a lot of things he needs to work on. Um, but I mean, his his accuracy isn't the worst. It's just it's not the best in this draft. That's just what it is. Like I mean, a lot of quarterbacks come into the league with inconsistent accuracy, and they still get picked like first round. But I mean. The, the way the quarterback draft is looking, like, he's probably – he's just not better than a lot of these guys, so. Uh, multiple ACL tears as well. I think that's going to drop his stock a lot, to be honest. Yeah. But um, next we got J.J. McCarthy out of Michigan, who actually uh, grew up, like, 20 – funny enough, like, 15, 20 minutes away from me. Um, so this is kind of a cool one. Uh, strengths, um, good poise and good deep ball placement. And, by the way, this guy was so – my God, he's so hard to evaluate. Like, I genuinely like go through the tape, and like when you're seeing only like 20 passing attempts per game, it's like it's so hard to evaluate this guy. And considering the O line, the pass protection, the open receivers, like it's really hard to evaluate him. Um, I thought he made some elite throws though. Like there was, oh my God, there was one throw. I think it was against, yeah, it was against Ohio State. There's yeah, you talking about where he it was, yep. in, it was back in the end zone, yeah. Yeah, it, right in between two defenders. That was honestly the best throw I've seen in this entire draft out of any quarterback. Like, that throw was ridiculous. Um, he's incredible outside of the – I mean, outside of the pocket, this dude can make plays. Like, he can really make plays. Honestly, I'm not going to lie. Um, he reminds me a lot of Russell Wilson, to be honest. Like, this, like, bailing clean pockets. Um, that was one of my main weaknesses for him, bailing uh, clean pockets. Awkward footwork at times. Um, he lacks experience. And then my biggest like weakness is like he has a lot of unknowns. Like we don't know really what JJ McCarthy really is because like the lack of passing attempts, he's only like 21 years old. Like 
there's so much unknown about him that like you saw the running backs doing a lot of work at Michigan, the defense really carrying that team. I just, me personally, I would pass on, I, I wouldn't want JJ McCarthy or Michael Penix Jr., uh, but mainly not uh, McCarthy just because of the unknowns and the lack of experience. Um, like I said, he made some good throws, but I, I don't know. Just to to me, I feel like there's a lot of things that do scream Russell Wilson just because of the bailing from clean pockets, um, the, the pocket presence. I don't know. What do you think about JJ McCarthy? I mean, look, it's – I agree. I had him ranked the worst out of the six. I didn't really think he was – I mean, I thought he was – he was a good college quarterback, but do I think he's going to translate to the pros? No. I think everybody's just hype on him because he, you know, he was the Michigan quarterback. He won. He did his job. But, I mean, you look at the, the games, bro. It wasn't a, any games where Jesse McCarthy had to do a lot to win. Like, and I mean, a lot. I mean, he made some some crazy throws. I'll give him that. But, I mean – you go back and look at the table, a lot of the throws were just amazing catches by receivers. The running backs won them a lot of the games. I mean, when you got two running backs that, that can give you 100 yards each, I mean, come on now. Like, that's how they won the national championship. I mean, he didn't really have to do much. He doesn't have elite pocket. Like, like he didn't – a lot of his throws weren't in the pocket. A lot of his throws were on the run, scrambling, the play breaking down, and him having to make a play. And in the league, we see time and time again, when quarterbacks – that quarterbacks, they can't do that anymore. Like that, that can't be a norm. Like I'm not, I'm not saying like they they can't do it, but like it's not a recipe for winning if you're anticipating every single play to break down and you got to make a play. You, that that's not going to translate well to the league. Um, but I mean his 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 accuracy is pretty good. It's not elite, um, but I don't know, man. It just seems like he needs he's a, he's a guy that needs to have everything right around him, and then and then some. Like you know, and then he's going to still have to still a question mark. Still it's still a question mark if he can make the plays or not. I don't really have that high of a grade on him. I don't think he goes first round like people think. I'll be shocked if he goes first round. If a team takes a gamble on him in the first round, they must know something that I don't. I mean, because it didn't look like, you know, I mean, you could watch the tape in Michigan. I mean, they didn't really ask him to do much. You know, it wasn't like a Justin Fields thing or a C.J. Stroud thing when they were in college. Deshaun Watson and all, I can keep I can keep naming guys who had to put the teams on their back. And I'm not saying, you know, like that's a knock against him. It's just we haven't seen him do it. And. For, for him to go from that to the pros where they going to rely on him for every single thing, like, I don't know if he can make that jump. Yeah, I have him as uh, my QB5. And then, by the way, I had uh, Penix. If you guys couldn't tell, I had him at a QB6 just because of my review for him. Yeah, but... I, I didn't I didn't have Penix worse than him. I think Penix, I think Penix had to do a lot of things that J.J. McCarthy didn't. And I think, uh, I don't know, I, I, I just like Penix, Penix as a prospect more than I do J.J. McCarthy. I don't think that J.J. McCarthy is going to be anything like, you know, what, 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 what a lot of people think he's going to be. Um, yeah, and I, I do agree that McCarthy will go second round, uh, probably mid, mid-ish second round, yeah. um, depending on where the uh, quarterback needy teams are lined up there in the early second. But um, yeah, so Panix QB6, uh, JJ McCarthy QB5 for me. Last, we have Bo Nix, who J-Mac J has been talking a lot off camera about this guy, like telling me, urging me to go, go watch this dude. I finally watched him, and boy, uh, out of Oregon, by the way, I do have to say, I do think a lot of people are kind of sleeping on this guy. I do Woo! see, I do see why mock drafts are kind of mocking him like mid first round. And well, a lot of people, I'm not gonna lie, a lot of Broncos Twitter is uh, not, kind of like written him out from the Broncos quarterback conversation. But this honestly might be like up there with the Broncos realistic starting quarterbacks in 2024. Um, strengths highly experienced, the most starts in college football history. Crazy, like <laughs> Very, that is. 
that is insane. Like, like that's crazy, bro. Yeah, very, very intelligent quarterback, which, by the way, I think that's going to be a major factor in what Sean Payton wants because you look at his lack for a lack of patience at the quarterback position. Like when Russ was making boneheaded decisions out there, he made it pretty apparent on the sideline that like he didn't he wants like a smart quarterback. Like that's what exactly what Drew Brees was. I mean, he's one of the smartest, uh, you know, football minds of all time. Um Bo Nix played in multiple systems. I mean, that's another plus Auburn, Oregon, multiple different offensive schemes. Um, the biggest thing with me that stood out very, very confident body language coming from inside the pocket, elite pocket presence, above average improvising uh, skills outside of the pocket, even when plays break down. Like there were some games where he kind of just stood in the pocket, but then I watched other games where he's kind of improvising when the team needs him to. Um, he uses his eyes very, very well to exploit defensive coverages, um, something that you don't see from a McCarthy or a Michael Penix Jr. or even Jane Daniels at times like that's what makes Bonick special as well uh weaknesses I do think he gets a little bit too comfortable in clean pockets at times where he just kind of stays stagnant um I I, I do uh, I did praise him improvising but I do think he he does need to do it a little bit more which is definitely something he could fix easily in the NFL with right coaching um I don't think he has top arm strength. Honestly, he might have like the weakest arm strength besides like maybe JJ McCarthy uh, out of these top six quarterbacks. I think the arm strength is a little bit below those guys, which is going to be the reason he goes a little bit later than the top three. But um, deep ball accuracy, I think, is definitely a big question mark with him uh, that he'll need to be question, uh, cleaning up heading into the league. But man, Bo Nix. Got him as my QB four. I think he's uh I think he's really good. And I think I would not be surprised at all if he's gonna go around like the Broncos pick range, to be honest with you. Yeah, I agree. I got him as my QB four too. But let me tell everybody why the reason I love Bo Nix. I liked him at Auburn, but a lot of people don't they look at his numbers, bro. Like he was trash at Auburn. Auburn didn't have anything. They were Ted when, when Bo Nix was there, Auburn, he had Auburn, he, he did everything he could. He goes to Oregon and he damn near wins the Heisman. And they're a top top five, top ten team in the country the whole season. I mean, he was incredible. I mean, you can go watch his tape. Look at some of the throws he made. I mean, Amir really hit everything on the money. I mean, his bro, his his pocket awareness, his ability to stand in the pocket and make make insanely accurate throws. I'm not gonna lie, and I hate to say it, but dude, some of the throws he's making across the middle of the field and even towards the sideline, like Russ net Russ didn't even attempt these throws as a Bronco. Like, I hate to say it, but Russ doesn't make these type of throws. This guy is a Sean Payton system guy, a guy that stayed in college. I mean, like, if you you pay attention to, to the old school style of coaches, they usually like drafting the guys who's been in college longer. That's just the way it is. Bo Nix has been in college. He played every year of his, uh, like, every year that the NCAA gave him. Played all of it. Like you said, multiple systems, a lot of different coaches. I mean, and, and, and he's had success. And if you look at um, you look at his big games, too, even at Auburn, I mean, the guy is just a monster. I mean, it seems like every time they play a big game, he steps up. I mean, that 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 is what it is. But I mean, the cons, yeah, I, I think the deep ball accuracy isn't as good. I think he does have an arm. It's just compared to all the guys that I got ahead of him, Jaden Daniels, Drake May, and Caleb Williams. I think their arm talent is just ridiculous. But I, I don't think his arm is is as weak like as people are gonna try to make it seem. I think the accuracy is still there. I don't, and he's a guy who where he doesn't take, he doesn't make throws that he knows he can't make. He, he's not going to do that. He's not going to sit back and try to be anything that he's not. And for that reason, I think it's a perfect fit with him and Sean Payton. Out of all the quarterbacks we said, I think Drake May and Bo Nix are the perfect fit 
for a team like us. I think, and I'm not going to lie, if he goes to Denver with Sean, oh, man. You want to talk about a difference in the offense? Like, you want to talk about, like, Sean Payton's guy? This is Sean Payton's guy. And the thing is, he's been in college for all these years, and he's only 23. He's going to be 24 when he's drafted. That's not bad for a quarterback. And, I mean, it's going to speak volumes when people – people are probably going to hate the pick. And it, me, personally, I think we're drafting Bo Nix. I don't think he's going to go any higher. I think he's going to be right there with us at 12. And I think the Broncos are going to draft him. I, I, I'm i telling you, this is a guy where Sean, Sean Payton is going to look at this guy and he's going to want him instantly. That's just me, unless the Broncos trade up and try to get a Jaden Daniels if New England doesn't take him or whatever. But, bro, this guy, man, I, I've been high on this guy for a minute. Telling Bronco fans, look, I know everybody is screaming Penix. Everybody is screaming all these other guys. And, look, man, if I had to pick any other guy, I probably would pick Jay Daniels, Drake May, but they're not going to be available. This is the pick. This is the guy. Uh, accuracy, like like I said, accuracy off the charts, knows how to stand in the pocket. He can make plays when the play break down, too. It's not like he's just going to run around into a sack. He can step up through the pocket. Like, just imagine him with a mind like Sean Payton, a quarterback guru, a guy who knows how to train quarterbacks. Guy who knows how to improve quarterbacks. This is the pick, man. This is dude. It. He's literally the perfect fit for Sean Payton. Like the perfect bro, fit. He doesn't turn over the ball. He make he extends plays when he needs to. Doesn't like do it a lot like how Russ did. He utilizes the middle of the field. Uses those rhythm and timing routes really, really well over the middle of the field. He can throw outside the numbers. He can his his legs at Auburn were insane. Like that slept on. Like he can he can make plays on the run. Like he is literally yeah, and, the perfect fit for champagne. Yeah, and he's fearless too. Pressure, he like pressure doesn't really phase him. Like, I mean, like a lot of his throws were made under pressure, and he still was able to throw like damn good throws, throws on the money, which was I mean, come on now. Like, if you gotta, I mean, a lot of his throws were a lot of his throws were kind of I want to say the play breaking down, but the pressure getting there, him able to roll out and make a play or him standing through it. Knowing, knowing that he's gonna take a shot and still make an accurate throw, I mean that that's what scouts are gonna look at and be like, damn, like this guy have a linebacker running full speed in his face and he's able to stand stand in there and still make that throw. I mean, this guy almost won the Heisman. He was close. Like I'm not. I mean, he was he was he was up there as one of the finalist people. So if people are doubting Bo Nix, remember that he was right up there with Jaden Daniels and Caleb Williams, right up there with them. Yeah, his football smarts is yeah, his football smarts, his experience, his pocket presence. Like he he really has a lot of like, you know, the number one thing with like the number one thing that I kind of fear and I've thought about the last few days is like, do you think I I don't think a team will take him before we do, but like do you think maybe this guy's stock could like rise a little bit before the draft? Cause I feel like teams are gonna catch on to like what we're seeing with Bonick's tape. Like they this might be a scenario where the Broncos might actually have to I mean, I don't think they will have to trade up. But um, I think Bo Nix is going to be one of the, like the, the draft risers in the next few months uh, leading up to April. I don't know, man. Like, I would have to say it really just depends. I, I think he has – it's a lot of quarterbacks that are going to be better. To like, like, I don't think – I'm not going to lie. It's typical, though. They're probably going to try to push Jaden Daniels down and push Bo Nix up. That's just what they do with a Jaden Daniels type of quarterback. They always try to play him down like he's worse than he's actually going to be. The dual threats, they usually like to hype them down and hype guys like Bo Nix up. But – um. I don't know if that's the case this year, man. I think everybody knows how good Jaden Daniels is. I mean, his stats in college are 50 touchdowns, four interceptions. Come on, man. Like, I think teams aren't going to fall for that one again, like how teams fell for the Lamar downplay. I think teams know now, like, dual-threat quarterbacks are 
kind of, I mean, they're winning around the league. I mean, it's just as simple as that. But I don't know, man. I mean, we got a pretty high pick. I mean, I I, I, I say it's high. I mean, 12 is 12 is not, it's not insanely high and it's not way too low. We're sitting right there where I don't think the Broncos, I don't think you're probably going to have to trade. I mean, not to mention, if you look at the draft, I mean, a lot of teams ahead of us have their guy. I mean, it's a few teams, but I mean, I don't see any of them really going out their way to take a Bo Nix at their pick. I mean, I, I just don't see it happening. Uh, really big Bo Nix guy. Um, I I would not mind the Broncos drafting. I'm not going to lie. I I don't necessarily like love him as a prospect, but I would not mind it at all, at all, Bo Nix in Denver. Yeah. Um, he's someone that I kind of I went into a little bit biased, like into the the um, the breakdown film analysis and everything and thought like I wasn't going to come out and like this guy. But, man, I, I, I really did fall in love with this tape. So um, would not mind the Broncos take him at all. And I wouldn't be surprised if they did. With that being said, that is going to be it for today's episode. If you guys are listening on YouTube, please like the video, subscribe to the channel. Greatly appreciate it. Turn notifications on so you never miss an episode of the Broncos Avenue podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed our 2024 NFL draft quarterback rankings and film. Uh, break, we're not film breakdown, but kind of our Good ideas you. and rankings through all these um, these six quarterbacks. All the support, man. Appreciate it. Seriously. Uh, we just passed 200 episodes a few episodes ago, so that was a really cool milestone to hit. But um, with that being said, I'm your host, Amir Fair, with my co-host, J-Mac. Till the next one. Peace out, everybody. Peace out, everybody.